Ladies and gentlemen, good evening. Hi, I'm Ronnie O'Sullivan, and this is 365 Days of Sport. 365 Days of Sport. That's right, good evening and welcome to the debut of 365 Days of Sport, the greatest sports radio show on the planet. You're listening possibly on Black Sheep Radio as we kind of, uh, as the Black Sheep Boys take this beautiful show to the air for the very first time. I think we're probably almost more suited to something called Black Sheep, wouldn't you say? I think so, I think it fits in well with their uh, yeah. kind of demographic and their ethos. Yeah. Rubbish comes out of our mouths. Uh, how are we feeling after this weekend? Oh, fantastic. You're always fresh, just, aren't you? These I days. just keep, you just keep kicking goals, me. on a level. How about yourself? Because obviously we need to get some beer mile update. I had probably the worst case of Monday-itis. I wouldn't even call it Monday-itis. I was genuinely ill. Oh. Like, I've just gone, it's just too much. I do. I did know that you had a very, very big night by accident on mm. Friday. Friday was not planned. That was supposed to be the one that wasn't supposed to happen, but yep. it just escalated. They're always the good ones. Uh, it wasn't a night out and about. It was just me and my mate, Timmy and <laughs> Liam, just talking rubbish. Yep. And uh, it just it just carried on, carried on. It was supposed to be just, just a few beers, and then we got a slab, and off you go. And all uh. of a sudden, oh, whoops, it's four in the morning. And, of course, my first uh, pre-sort-of-kind-of-beer-mile training run type of arrangement was on Saturday morning at it 9.30 was. pick-up schedule, I think, was it? Uh, 10. 10. 10.30 start? 10.30 start, yep. And, of course, uh, so I got, I'd go home, Uber, pick up the camera gear and all that stuff, and then uh, he came and picked me up, and I wasn't feeling too bad at that point. It was actually after the run and after the skull, and then I started having a beer afterwards. All of a sudden, it started to go downhill pretty quickly. By the oh, okay. time we got back home... Anyway, I should mention, we did, we did one lap. One beer, one lap. One beer, one lap, Victoria Park. Horrendous technique on the drinking I went for. Yes. I tried to put the whole mouth over the bottle. <laughs> yeah. So no, no air could get in, which means it won't go yeah, down Yeah, it does, at all. doesn't flow so when you're I've sculling. already gulped just pure gas without even drinking any of the beer. Yep. So immediately I already bloated, and I almost vomed on the first beer. Oh, that's no good. We've so got to thank, bad. straight off the bat, we have to thank Brooks, because, oh my God, did Rob cut a dashing figure in his brand new Brooks gear. Thanks to Brooks for um, sponsoring Rob and giving him the best running gear you can possibly get. And you've, you've got to uphold the Brooks name now in the International Beer Mile, April 14. I've used them twice since already. Oh, nice. So that was Saturday. We went for a run Monday. Uh, so anyway, I should carry on. So the Friday, the Saturday after the run, crashed out for the afternoon. I was absolutely wrecked. Yeah. Had to play a show that night. We're on 11 p.m. Headline. Did, did, headline did, gig. Headline. Didn't go mental on it, but had about maybe five pints and... Or maybe six. And whatever else came your and, way. And, and yeah, whatever else turned up. Exactly. Home at 2.30, 3, 3 o'clock in bed. Yep. Sunday we got up and did the cricket commentary, didn't we? We did. We did, did the commentary, live commentary of the, of the Yarra Pub Cricket Association Big Day Not Out Finals. Yeah. And uh, what a great time had by all. Had thousands of cricketers. Well, thousands of people pretending yeah. to be cricketers, but a fantastic day at uh, Edinburgh Gardens. It was great fun. Yeah, it was good fun. That, you picked me up about 2 o'clock for that, so I couldn't get up to about midday, though. I was that exhausted yeah. from the night before. And I didn't get, it wasn't a blazer then either. I had about five beers, I think, at the, uh, throughout the, ba- the day. Beers kept coming quite regularly to yeah, you. Yeah, they were pretty good. They were pretty yeah. good at uh, keeping, them, uh, keeping them coming. And but bit, then, of course, I made my own very wise decision of doing my Sunday bowl of red afterwards. <laughs> 
Yes, and you did. That, I did. Uh, we had to stop when I was taking Rob home. Actually, I had to stop mm. at the bottle shop. So we were the old Yellow Glen, was it? Yeah, and that's really where things went to pieces. And what I haven't mentioned, you may have heard it on the last show. I got, I had a bit of a touch of the coughs. Oh might, yeah, might not have picked up by the radio. They end up being as turned into like a blazing chest infection. Oh well. So all this was on the back of this lungs burning in pain I also had about 15 cigarettes on Friday night so <laughs> it gets better and better doesn't just it really a lot of smart decisions being made Monday my body was like aching yeah and like I was trying not to vom like the whole day basically it was right there so if you've uh, if you are listening for the first time Rob has entered the Brooks International Beer Mile now a beer mile is you basically scull a beer run a lap scull another beer run another lap you do that four times, you run the mile, you do four beers at the same time. The world record, amazingly, is four minutes 33. Yes, take that in. Mm. Somebody's run a mile and drunk four beers in four minutes 33. We've set Rob a target of eight minutes 30. We've got two months to get Rob ready. Well, I, I think I'm going to be all right. Because I did, I did do a one-mile run oh, yeah. on Monday. I'm going to keep the time to myself. Yeah, that's fine. Um, it's, it's, it's not. It's not a disgrace, but it's certainly I can do a lot better, oh. and, I, and I will do better. That's in right. about Or oh, I reckon I can. I can cut about a minute off it to be honest. By the time I'm ready to go, easy, yeah. easy. Yeah. Former bachelorette Sophie Monk cuts a lonely figure as she Ooh. jets out of Sydney following a split with Stu Landy. I actually saw this headline. Did you? Yeah. Poor darling. Was she off to the Gold Coast or something? Yeah, she? she was in her element, surrounded by friends and fans at an award show earlier this week after dazzling dozens of attendees with a straight-talking speech at the event. Sophie Monk cut a lonelier figure at the airport. Yeah. 38-year-old was getting ready to jet back to her home on the Gold Coast. Yeah, I saw her do an Instagram post where she um, she actually met one of her fans, and he was a big fan. Okay. And blowing her hair. She won some award, I saw. Did she? Yeah. It was the first stitch of the first thing she's ever won in her entire life. I love this. The recently single blonde beauty who split with millionaire publican Stu Landy early this year added a touch of luxury to her ensemble. Ensemble? That's easy for you to say. With a Gucci belt valued at $645. Why, why do they put that <laughs> in there? No! She's just wearing a belt. Some, they would have given it to her for free. For her, it's just a belt that was probably yeah. in their wardrobe. Yeah, she's wearing earmuffs as well. It wasn't that cold in the... Uh... not headphones. <laughs> they look like earmuffs. It looks ridiculous. <laughs> why would you wear earmuffs in Sydney <laughs> during summer? Know. Come on. Yeah. Give Soph more credit than that. Anyway, we so are... You're, uh... on the, you're on the side of the tabloids. <laughs> yeah, we are appealing to Sophie Monk to uh, make this date with Rob uh, Eugenie Bouchard style. Mm. So we're desperately keen to get Sophie hooked up with Rob or yeah. other way around. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, at least I'm, I'm desperately keen. I mean, it doesn't really affect you much, does it? Let's be honest. Well, <laughs> no, it doesn't affect me at all. Well, let's hope you have more success than the Australian Spartan, the Australian version of Ninja Warrior. Oh, I didn't watch that. Well, nobody did. That's right. why they binned it after just two episodes. Really? Channel well, 7. How many of those can you watch? Like, Well, they're all, you're 100% spawn. They are all the bloody same. <laughs> you know, that is the problem. Well, you've seen one, you've seen them all. And the thing is, I mean, what happened? I saw one episode last year where it was this Australian long jumper. The latest series is the teams one. The previous one was individuals, right? They did a 15-minute backstory on this Australian long jumper who was trying to, you know, have another go to Korea. She lasted 1.5 seconds. Oh. That's, she that's, fell off uh... the first obstacle into the water. Why continue? What You obviously know she's going to fail after 1.5 yeah. seconds because they do the backstories and they whack this bloody they didn't show have, together. Uh, much to work with, obviously. The I story was done. The story was told. They had to roll with it. I think the uh, that's the whole story of the show. They don't have a lot to work with. <laughs> <laughs> Hence why Series 2 has lasted just two episodes uh, because it was on prime time on Sunday nights and uh, it's just been binned. They're going to take a break. 
It may come back in a couple of weeks, they reckon. Right. Then again, it may not. It may nobody's going to miss it. That's the thing. Absolutely nobody's going to... Look at this tweet from Rusty Hawk, at Rusty Hawk, if you want to get in touch. Cannot believe it took that long to make that decision. As an avid Channel 7 viewer, I just found the concept of Australian Spartan to be so non-interesting and are certainly not a Sunday night show. Arcady, there are like 10 tweets about this show. No one's actually watching it. So prime time, so Channel 9, unlucky. So I was let's happily hope. part of that no one. Channel uh, 7, sorry, not Channel 9. I shouldn't, shouldn't give uh, Channel 9 hassle. No, no. Um, one person that may be half-decent Australian spam, but yep. he won't be at the minute, Charlie Mason Andrews. What, is it, have you got word that, oh, well, he's got the broken leg right now, not he? Snapped his leg. Yeah, Snapped his leg. Both both bones, by the way. Charlie yeah. Mason now and Andrews, world jousting champion. Unofficial world jousting champion yeah. and part-time MMA fighter. Yeah. And actually he was practicing, well, he was doing some training, whether he was practicing for a fight, I think there was something coming up. Got caught, got his leg caught underneath a, a hold and basically snapped both bones. Yeah. Like, straight through. The x-rays he posted online, yeah, nasty. nasty. He's saying he's stoked that he's not losing his leg. That's his... Yeah, well, recovery's gone okay. He's a genuine fighter, and uh, he wouldn't have let that happen. No. There you go. Screws, pins, he's all bolted up. He's all back together. Just do what they do these days, aren't they? Yeah. Get well soon, Mr. Andrews. He was uh, extremely positive about the whole thing. (laughs) Goes without saying that he's he's just... just Oh, well, it's just Pain's just learning or something like merely that. Merely a flesh wound. Yeah, 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 he's still learning at 48 or whatever it is. Yeah. I think I would have learned enough, certainly not to partake in that. He, he really doesn't know the meaning of pain. Nah, just keeps going. Like, I, I refer back to your comments in the uh, 365 Days of Sport pilot. Mm. This is a man mm. that in 2016 does is jousting. For fun. <laughs> for fun, yeah. He probably makes a decent living out of it, but he is jousting for fun. Mm. Um, it's a bit more, a bit better than the uh, UK Open Darts last weekend. What happened? Well, because of the Beast from the East, they basically did one of the major darts tournaments in front of zero fans. Who's the Beast from the East? Well, that was the cold front that came oh, in, the big right, storm right, right. with all the snow no and everything else. No one can even get so, to it. Was that Ali Pally? <laughs> no, it was in Butlins in Somerset. Right. So, uh, essentially, the only people that could go and watch Butlins. the tournament... Butlins, it's like um, it's like a holiday camp. Okay, there is no equivalent for New Zealanders or Australians that I can give, or even Americans. Mm. It really is a different world. It's basically it's a holiday camp where it's okay. It's a permanent cruise ship as a as a hotel. So you're basically in the holiday camp, and they put on activities and entertainment all in one. So you all your meals are included, all your entertainments included, all your drinkings included. Right. It's basically for the Brits that can't afford to go overseas, who just go on holiday there and yeah. leave the kids in the holiday club, sure. and the parents eat and drink and just have a sort good time. Sort of a glamorous Heidi High. Well, Heidi High was a holiday camp. That's exactly right. <laughs> okay, I'm glad right. you got that reference. That's yeah. beautiful. Um, yeah, so the only people that could go and watch the darts... Is world Ted going to be darts, there? Ted and Ruth Maddock. Um, <laughs> what was she called? Gladys? Gladys Pugh, that's right. <laughs> they just gave me the right thing. I could try to remember. Heidi High must have been prime time in New Zealand, was it? <laughs> it was cranking. I love it those yellow, yellow jackets. <laughs> that's the one. Bring them back. Well, Butlins had red coats, see? Okay. Uh, and the other one, Pontins, which was the rival Butlins camp, they had mm. blue coats. Ah. Red coats is what they used to call the British soldiers back in uh, the War for Independence. Were they the uh, entertaining troop? Oh, they, had, they were classic. Apparently, the Brits, all the murdering they did, they were just oh, hilarious. That's hilarious. Yeah, a great bunch of just gags. So the only people that got to go and watch the world-class darts were the people actually staying at Butlins because they were actually weren't allowed to leave either. How did they perform? 
Well, they just, well, the dance players just get up and throw the dance. Yeah, they just yeah, don't yeah. get the crowd chance anymore. And they thought they, oh, they the probably would have gone. Snake Peter Wright wasn't pulling snake out his usual moves. Peter Wright, he lost in the first round, actually. Oh, so, disaster. Um, yes. So, so how did Alan Chuck Norris go? <laughs> I don't know. Gary Anderson won the whole thing, I think, Yeah. in the end. But, uh, yeah, no crowd. That's a v- real trick. No, no yelling, like no drinking games, no craziness. Exactly. No. I think the players probably would have been put off. It's yeah, kind of reverse now. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It'd be so more they're like, so used to the crowds going absolutely mental. All of a sudden, it's more. All of a sudden, like, it's quiet. Augusta, behave yes, yourself. That's right. It's Augusta. Yeah. It's mm. Augusta all over again. Very good. Russian weightlifter on the on the drugs. Looking at him, he probably is right. He's called Mikhail Shivlikov. Try to break the world record. A Russian called Mikhail. Mikhail. Yeah. We knew a sweet called Mikhail. Um, Mikhail try to break the world record for a power what? lift this week. Watch which lift? Uh, power lift. The deadlift? Yeah, deadlift. Yeah. 400-odd kilos. Yeah. I'm just going to play the... It would be more than that for a deadlift, wouldn't it? I don't know. Anyway. Maybe that's a bench press. Yeah, possibly. Anyway, I'm going to play this audio first. If you can guess what happened, that will be great. Oh, no. I know it's going to happen. It's 426 kilos. Um, his nose exploded. His nose? Quite, yeah, just... Oh, did he drop the bar on his nose? No, no, no. It was a deadlift, so it only goes to knee high. You have to lock your legs out, so it's okay. only a power lift. Yeah. And as he was straining, because it's 467 it kilos... blood vessel. Yeah, and his nose just... Blood fires out wow. of his nose, yeah. That's quite an effect. Oh, I, could have, I don't mind that so I thought much. he... I actually, because I saw it earlier, and I thought he actually let out a scream as it happened, but no, he just let the blood fly out of his nose. His face just... That's <laughs> mental. Yeah. So that, what, what happened after that? No, he just put the bar down, carried on, wiped his nose. No, okay. No but, different. So, so did it explode externally? Did the outside of his nose burst open? It came from the inside out. So the blood just poured out of his nose. Out of his nostrils? Yeah, out of his nostrils. Oh, so it's not like his actual oh, nose basic, exploded like it, no, there was not, tissue damage. Well, there probably was the amount of blood that came out and the way it fired out. Right. It didn't have that much of a stunned, like, oh my gosh. It was just sort of like... Well, I think the fact that he was holding 467 kilos. Yeah. <laughs> probably he was more concentrating on that. The Russians probably thought he was soft. Yeah. Quick shot of vodka and in he goes. Probably. Yeah. Amongst other things. Yep, amongst other things. <laughs> it could be. What are you hinting at? Well, he's probably a drug cheat, like you say. But it, probably... was that only the Russian games or the world? I don't know what it was at, to no. be honest. Yeah. <laughs> no, not important. Oh, it's during the 2018 Arnold Sports Festival in Columbus, Ohio. Really? Yes. They so, would have to test for the drugs are there. Yeah, you would have thought so, yeah. wouldn't you? Uh, he won $5,000 for breaking a world record. Oh, he did get it, though. So, yeah, as, even so. though he blew his nose up, he did it. Yep. That was, it was all worth it then. Well done, Gorbachev. The 37-year-old Russian wearing a beret, Mikhail. a tip to his time in the Navy as a marine sailor, aimed to complete a deadlift of nearly half a ton. However, the strain of it all became too much as midway through the immense display of strength, uh, Shivakov's nose began to pour with blood. With the blood cascading down his face, the brave Russian managed to soldier on and incredibly completed the lift. Shivakov trudged away triumphantly, mopping the blood for his face with a towel. However, the stunning lift did not win the event. Hafsor Bjornsson, known by many as the mountain on hit show Game of Thrones, mm. completed a world record deadlift as 472. Straight after that? Straight after that. Well, that wasn't even the old man mountain broke the world record. That's the worst record of all time. Is it time for this? <laughs> In one of the greatest rock and roll comebacks in recent history, returning to the AFL Grand Final this year to sing the national anthem will be Meatloaf 
alongside Fergie from the Black Eyed Peas. I can't wait for that. Huge comeback from the oh, life. It's going to be brilliant. Everyone's written them off. Do you think Fergie will do um, Advanced Australia Fair in a kind of, Same sort of jazz, jazz fusion, sort of fusion ensemble? Type of thing? Uh, I hope so. I think Meatloaf will go well with that. I cool. think um, that's right in his genre. You know, rock opera slash jazz fusion, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. I think it's uh well, That's going to bring the house down there. Yeah, well, it's going to bring a lot of things down. That's it. It's going to bring the world down, the public brain cells. Uh, music. Music in general. Yeah. Talking of music in general. So we played the first song that came to his head. It just so happened to be. It was the worst song in the world. It was the worst song in the world. Listen to the song and it's clear you're a mom because the words don't fit and the song is shit. You're a talent. You suck! Right. Worst song in the world. Do we need to explain to our new black sheep? Listeners? We actually probably do. You're right. Yeah. Now we do worst song in the world, and basically it's when sport and music either collide or combine, creating some sort of ridiculous vision into the world of music that doesn't quite fit. It's a failure. Essentially, it can be. Mostly, although we've found some great ones. We have found some real good ones, Yeah, but we've also enjoy. found some absolute shockers. Where's this one sitting beforehand? On I reckon this is top five. Top five worst, like actually hateable, that yeah, bad. Definitely. Who's top. responsible? Do we, do we know? We're going swimming. Okay. <laughs> We're going female Australian swimming. We're going oh. Madam Butterfly herself, Susie O'Neill. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Susie O'Neill. Is this, we haven't done this one before? So no. No. This no. Is, how new is this? Old. Very. Brand new. Couple of weeks. Oh, hot off the uh, presses, hot off the uh, the CD. They make You're probably going to ask me to turn this off. Recently downloaded onto Spotify. I'm not sure it's available on Spotify. <laughs> Didn't make the, the cut? <laughs> probably not. You I, don't have to audition for Spotify, do you? Uh, I don't know anymore. I don't know. You do for podcasts. All right, I'm just going to play it. You're going to probably get me to turn it off. It's Lewis Hamilton-esque. Uh, oh, no. It was at my brother's 21st I saw you cross the room And my heart skipped a couple of beats And then I knew that pretty soon I'd say to you, hello, Wompeo What you doing here? And when I said, say that again You said it in my ear my heart went boom The stars were flying across the room And I knew from the very start That we would never part Cause my heart went boom Twenty years has passed since Getting angry I'm just going to fade it down Keep going just how the story goes When the heart goes boom The stars were flying round And soon we'd spend the rest of our lives Looking in each other's eyes And my heart went there is a very cringeworthy video to go along with this. Um, so did she write it when she was nine or something? She wrote it very recently. She wrote it 
as a present for her husband. Husband, yeah, I figured that right. out. Yeah. The only thing I can, the only positive thing I can say about this is they're now. Her husband is an ophthalmologist, right? Ophthalmologist. Ophthalmologist. What's that? Works with eyes. Okay. So they're donating the money raised to the Fred Hollows Foundation, which right. is great. I can't believe who'd want to buy it. Well, otherwise, no one will buy it. Well, true. It's like it's, it's like punishment. It's like here. <laughs> it is punishment. Yeah. That's right. The the quote is: She does a radio show in Brisbane, right? And it started off as a bit of a joke. Yeah. But it's actually on iTunes. They actually released it. Uh well, uh, look, it's it's not musically uh, inept. You know, there's a there's a song there. There's changes. It's just. A total lack of uh, awareness of doing something intelligent, or it sounds like a nine-year-old girl did it. But uh, it's it's purely that no one should hear that ever. True. But because she's a swimmer, it's now being heard. She won eight Olympic medals, and that's exactly why. Yeah. This is the quote from the paper, right? It's just taken off. All money goes to the Fred Hollis Foundation if you buy it, and the competitive instinct has taken off now, and we want to try and get it to number one. Yeah. It's good fun. I wasn't having fun, Rob. Look, at the end of the day, I guess it's all gone to charity. That's the only thing you can take away from that. It's all gone to charity. But uh, all... in order to raise money for a charity, you do something that um, people can really get behind. As opposed to want to throw tomatoes at. So the 10 downloads is probably raised $16 for Fred Hollows. Yeah. They're paying the charity to get her to shut the hell up. <laughs> then we don't want to hear it again. Here's my two bucks. Please go away. Somebody says in a review, it's a great song. It's very catchy. And I love that all the proceeds go to charity. Five stars. It's oh. a great song. Great. That's what it says. It went for great. It's very catchy. I see catchy doesn't mean anything to me. Like no. something's catchy. That's that's doesn't. That's not good. It's catchy. Commercials can are catchy. You, can you just uh, reread that as annoying? Yeah, pretty yeah, much. Yeah. Okay, it's catchy. It's pain in the ass. Yep, basically. If it's catchy, you're basically saying is I have no capacity to listen to anything whatsoever because I'm an impatient moron, and so I need something that's going to be repetitive. Yeah. And stupid and moronic, so that me as a moron can relate to its stupidity. Well, Susie, my heart went boom. It friggin' exploded, and I do not want to hear that again. But like <sighs> I said, it's just the worst song in this top five. I told you, know, you it'd the, be top five. The only five. ones that can cross over, I reckon, into other, other areas. Like, if you notice how if musicians decide to be actors, everyone's basically okay with it? Have you noticed that? Yeah. But when actors try to be musicians, everyone yeah. goes, nah. Ooh, that's it. You can't just be a musician like that. No, no one yeah. respects that. In the... Because everyone knows that to be a musician is at the top. <laughs> <laughs> in the triangle of... Uh, in the circular triangle thing there. So when sports stars become actors... Yeah. But they can't become musicians. Musicians can become actors. Actors can't become musicians. Yeah. So can actors become sports stars? No. Actors not. They can't go nah. anyway. They're stuck, aren't they? Well, some... I mean, to actually be an elite sports person, no, it's, it's black and white. There's no, no, well, there's no room for opinion on that. You no. either, either you win or you don't, you know. True. Can Can Matt Damon beat Usain Bolt at 100 metres? Definitely not. He could beat him at bobsleigh, possibly. <laughs> Curling. Um, One of those. I don't know. Can did, Was Matt Damon convincing as Francois Pinot? <laughs> <laughs> yes, he was, about yes, he eight, was he very was, convincing as Francois Pinot. I had no problems with that, but he was about eight inches too short was the main yeah, problem it wasn't with that bit. one. But they did good angles, actually. Good angles. Yeah, yeah. They, they did the best Actually, we're going to talk one. sports movies a bit later on. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I because it's it's, uh, it's a pinnacle day today, funnily enough. Ooh, That'll be in fact You got life. me on the edge of my seat. Yeah, it's good. Beef, man. Anyway, I'll tell you another pinnacle day today. What's that? Is... It's Shaq's birthday. 
Shaquille O'Neal. It is Shaquille O'Neal's birthday. So oh, we've had him on the show for predominantly was with a flat earther, wasn't it? Oh, you f- you could have spoiled it for people, right? Anyway, here it is. Ladies and gentlemen, here's tonight's top ten. Oh, I got a live one here. <laughs> In honour of Shaq, we have had him on the show quite a few times, yeah. saying different things. So what I basically did, I thought, just for once, we might just group together mm. all the stupid stuff he's said over the time. You right. can guess what number one is. Rob might have spoiled it a little bit. But we got enough for a top ten on this? Kind of, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm just going to whack it through. Here we go. Last question right here. Shaq, let's just say that a uh, snake bit your mom right up here, right in the chest area. Would you be willing to suck the venom out to win the title? No, but I will with your wife. <laughs> Thank you, Shaq. Good start there from Shaq. And for all my friends in the, in, in the media who like quotes, uh, mark this quote down. From this day on, I would like to be known as the big Aristotle. We know what we have to do. I know I have to get up in the morning, put my underwear on first, and then put my pants on first. I don't need people to tell me that. Yeah. Thongs. Before we get started, I, I think you all should try one of these muffins, because these muffins is real good. I I'm telling you, this right here is the best muffin I had in a long, long while. Of course I'm old, but this is another uh, classic Shaquille O'Neal quote. I'm like toilet paper, toothpaste, and certain amenities. I'm proven to be good. The people that know me, they know what time it is, and they know what the diesel is coming to do. Period. P-U-R-E-U-D, period. P-U-R-E-U-D, period. (laughs) It's not the sharpest tool in the shed, is Shaq. Anyways, a couple more. It is now time for me to begin my new life. I would like to thank my mother and father for their support and guidance. I would like to especially thank my father because without him, I wouldn't be here today. It was him who met a young lady who had a boy. He took us in. He taught me the game. He taught me how to play the game. He taught me how to dominate the game. So I just want to say from uh, son to father, thank you very much. Love you too. And my mother, can't forget about you, the most beautiful woman I know in the world. You always take care of me after daddy spanked me. You always brought me in the room. You always snuck the cake and uh, milk and cookies in and told me, don't worry about it and follow my dreams. Thank you very much. I'm going to miss a lot about the game. I'm going to miss the competition, the camaraderie, the friendship, the fans, joking with the media, and I'm really going to miss the free throws. (laughs) (laughs) It's a bit of an in-joke. Because he's the worst free throw. Yeah, he was. He actually missed the basket on a number of occasions. Like, missed everything. Didn't even get there. How is seven foot four, Shaq? Seven foot one, yes. Yeah, 325 pounds or something. So it's about 160 kilos or something. This is not about politics for me. It's it's something that I always wanted to do. Uh, it's, It's just about about bringing people closer together. I'm a guy that speaks all languages. I can throw on a suit and have a conversation with Bill Gates. I can go in the hood and talk to the homies and talk to the children. And uh, I know how to know how to run the team. You know, my style is going to be to, to, you know, surround myself with guys that, that have been doing it way longer than I've doing it, surround myself with smarter people, and I know it'll be uh, uh, successful. It's not hard to surround yourself with smarter it's, people, Shaq. Is, is, is that what he's going to be a sheriff? Yeah, he was going to be sheriff of Dade sheriff. County. 
in Florida, yeah. But, How long uh, ago did we play that? Yeah, it was a while ago, probably about show three or four, I reckon, probably about a year ago. Jesus. This is show 53, by the way. Yeah. We've been doing this yeah. a while. Right. So Shaq has featured quite a few times there. I've got a couple more, but uh, the last one is the greatest. Yeah. If Kobe Bryant called you on your cell phone right now, what would you say to him? I don't have a cell phone. There's people that I'm connected with, I'm connected with them. All you got to do is think, and I'll call you. I don't have a cell phone. And that's the problem with the diesel. I'm technologically more advanced than you are. My thought process begins where the regular human apex is at. Banging 80 games, 50 games, that takes a lot. You know, sure. It takes a lot totally. But so if you have the skill, you'll stick to this. So I think, you know, more kids that don't have the similar body type to me, they're going to start doing this. But the real answer is we, we don't have post players anymore because I killed them all. <laughs> I killed them all. I killed them all. He took the them all big man is no more. It's his fault. Shaquille O'Kess has killed them all. <laughs> this is where they died, D. Scott. No more. Finish. That's, that's, there's your explanation. I am Sparta. Right there. It's his camera. Right Shaquille O'Kess. He killed them all. Hawk, come to me. Ah, ah. Yes. Yeah, good stuff. Great Shaquille. stuff. All right. He really brought it home nicely there. <laughs> yeah, he killed yeah. Just killed them all. Shaquillicus. <laughs> so this is when Shaq made an exclamation about certain things going on in the world. Okay. What did you make of the Kyrie stuff? I don't... It's, it's true. The, 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 what? Uh, the earth is flat. Shaq, what are you talking about? <laughs> the earth is flat. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. No, it's yes, not. Yes, it is. No, Listen, it's not. There's three ways to manipulate the mind. What you read, what you see, and what you hear. Okay. Conspiracies. I drive from coast to coast, and this is flat to me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. Okay, that's I, the dumbest I, thing no, you've I ever just, said. I drive from it's Florida, the dumbest thing you've ever said. I drive from Florida to California all the time, and it's 92, flat to me. I 92 not, podcasts, and that's the dumbest thing you've ever said. You, I do not that, go, that's a high bar to get over. I do not go up and down in a 360-degree angle and all me? that stuff about gravity. <laughs> Have you looked outside of Atlanta lately and seen all these buildings? So you mean to tell me that China is under us? China's yes. under us. If you you keep, they are under us. That's they tell you when you're a kid. The world is flat. If you dug straight through your backyard, the you can get to China. No, you can't. The world, the world is, is not flat. Yes, is. We've seen the Earth. No, we haven't seen anything. <laughs> yes, you have. You've no, seen it from satellite imagery. Oh, satellite imagery that could be that, that could be drawn and okay. made up. Exactly. Yeah. I'm with him because we're from oh, Jersey. And that's how we hey. think. We <laughs> think well, outside the box. Tell you about the educational system in Jersey. <laughs> I'm just saying. I think it's more of an indictment on that. I'm just saying when I drive from Florida to New York, flat. New York oh, to Seattle. It's flat. flat. Seattle down to LA. Flat. LA back to Florida. Flat. It's a, okay, here's, it's a square. That's okay, what it I is. Can't, the earth I can't. <laughs> Brilliant. I love the way it just keeps going. Ah, uh, great. Well, great work, Shaq. You hear some good stuff in there. One, one I want to go back to is cool. where he's talking about his parents. Yeah. And he starts saying, I want to thank my mum and dad. And he goes, especially my dad. Like, you don't choose one parent over the next. But then he tries to balance it up by saying the mum brought him the milk yeah. and cookies. And I think he was getting to the fact without his dad, he wouldn't be here. Yeah, but of course his mum had nothing to do with it. No. Yeah, if she, she, he, he would have existed regardless. Yep. Yeah. Just through the mum. doesn't even make any sense. It's yeah. all right. He's very confused. 
Was that his retirement speech, was it? Well, yeah, that was that that one in particular, yeah. I'd love to know if he gets on the lash. Uh, well, he'd be able to take a fair bit. Oh, <laughs> yeah, my, Andre the Giant style. Big boy. My, my, my mate ran into him in uh, Jamaica, I think. Oh, really? Yeah. He saw this huge big lad down uh, swimming in the ocean. And just out of it, didn't know who it was, just out of intrigue, wanted down to see and but did realise soon as saw him, yeah. Shaquille O'Neal, but acted as if he didn't know who he was. <laughs> and they hung out for a few hours and had beers and stuff. Wow. Sitting and hanging out because he played dumb. and I think yeah. I read somewhere, he's got like size 32 feet. Yeah. Something ridiculous like that. That's, uh, I don't know if Brooks would have that one covered, would they? Yeah, I think Brooks yeah. would have that covered. There you go. Anyway, talking about getting on the lash. <laughs> Greatest sporting benders are, well, this is simply an idea which we came with on the very first show, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, It was almost the theme of the entire first show. Yeah. Which is that we like to see athletes, sports people. See, I said sports people, not sportsmen. That's pretty good, isn't it? No, that's a bloody... That's pro-feminist, isn't it? pro-feminist. Big, big shifting times. I'm with it. I'm up for progress. All that stuff. Um, And we like to see people that can excel while under duress. Yes. While, after uh, having a few, like after Rob. After having a few or taking something they shouldn't, and yet still able to push through and just find another level, no matter what circumstance they might be yep. faced with, you know? Um, and I sort of felt like that on Saturday a little bit. I felt like I was under duress. I had a long, late night and had to find a way to not only go out and push myself, but continue to keep having a furfy beer while running around the track. And after the whole weekend, I felt a bit rubbish about myself. But you just carried on regardless. Carried on. But you know, sometimes when you're feeling really rubbish after a big bender and you start getting the guilt, like you shouldn't be, maybe I shouldn't have been doing that. Maybe, maybe what's my, you start thinking, what's your life all about? We start thinking, you know, should it be applauded that I'm behaving like this? Should I be okay with this? Am I genuinely proud of myself? And then you start thinking, well, what else am I going to (laughs) do? Yeah. I get bored. Everyone gets bored. I'm not going to just sit around and be one of these health losers all the time. That they, they, they don't have any fun. They're not doing anything That's interesting. Not, they're not trying to do what you're doing, Rob. I'm not impressed that you've gone for a walk in the bush on a Sunday. I'm really not. Unless, well, you, unless you've had a few. Well, or more than a few. Possibly. Yeah. Anyway, I've looked for some inspiration on this idea we need to, for great quotes by famous people. Yeah. Who, when you start drunk shaming yourself. Right. This will make you change your mind and go, No. Forget about it. I'm going to carry on doing exactly what I was doing. Okay, like so it. screw you. I like this twist. All right. Here we go. Too much good taste can be boring. Oh, carry on. Yeah, that's Diane Vreeland. This is from Oscar Wilde. Who's Diane Vreeland? Yeah, I don't actually know. I just read it off the internet. But everyone else is very famous. Okay, Diane's struggling. <laughs> She's top of the list. <laughs> She's the first one off the first cow off the rank. All right, cool. You will always be fond of me. I represent to you all the sins you never had the courage to commit. Right. Oscar Wilde. Going deep there. Oscar Wilde. Yeah, he was yeah. a famed drinker, wasn't he? Big, big munter, yeah. He was part of the uh, sort of absinthe days, I think. Part of that lot. And what's the other thing he did? Opium. <laughs> yes. Yeah. In- I don't really care if you think I'm strange. I ain't going to change. Yeah. Joan Jett. Oh. Yeah. Put a rock and roll in. This person, I'll read it, but I'm not that big a fan. Right. If I make a fool out of myself, who cares? I'm not frightened by anyone's perception of me. Bono? Good guess. Oh. Angelina Jolie. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, pseudo Bono. The female Bono. 
Drink and dance and laugh and lie. Love the reeling midnight through. For tomorrow we shall die. But alas, we never do. Uh, William Wallace. Dorothy Parker. <laughs> Dorothy Parker. <laughs> Dorothy Parker. Well, Spider Man's mum. <laughs> that was from Spider Man's mum. Right. Exactly. Got ya. Drink, F word, and smoke. Oh, uh, Liam Gallagher. <laughs> Drink, F word, and smoke plenty of cigarettes. Charles Bukowski. Charles Bukowski. Bukowski. You haven't heard of Charles Bukowski? No. I've heard the name. I don't know. I think he's like a writer. There's yeah. not many sports things happening here, Rob. Ah, oh, no, no. There's no sports. <laughs> okay, the greatest sporting benders without the sport. A bit like our sports show, without the sport. My manners abominable at times can be sweet. As I grew older, I became a drunk. Why? Because I like ecstasy of the mind. I'm a wretch, but I love love. Jack Kerouac. Jack Kerouac? Yeah. I think he played golf. No, no. He was. Uh, he wrote On the Road. I read recently. On the Road Again. I'm having too much fun today to worry about tomorrow. Oh, okay. Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp, that big sportsman. Imperfection is beauty, madness is genius, and it's better to be absolutely ridiculous than absolutely boring. Right. Marilyn Monroe. Marilyn Monroe. And that's a lot. That's a lot. That's a lot of those. Now, here are ten people who are some of the most successful alcoholics in the history <laughs> of alcoholism. Right. Andre the Giant. <laughs> Well, yeah. We've anyway. gone through all of them over the... We see, have. these people need to go back and listen to our 52nd, 53rd yep. podcast. Most famous high-functioning alcoholics in history. Vincent Van Gogh. Yep. The Ginge. Remember him? The Ginge, we yeah. We did a little bit on him, yeah, didn't we? Yeah, we did, yeah. Yeah, he was pretty good. He's, he was another absinthe lad. Right. It featured in many of his paintings, in fact. Did it? Yeah. I never knew that. Stephen King, the American writer. Really? Published over 60 books and almost 200 short stories from the 70s. Still, most of the late 70s and 80s went by in a haze of alcoholism Oh, for really? King, he was a lash monster. Who wrote in the memoir on the writer that he barely remembers writing his 1981 novel, Cujo. That's the one about the St. Really? Bernard dog. Amazing. Alexander the Great. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's fair enough. No one knew much about what was going no. on back then. You may as well have just been in shambles. Leonard Nimoy. Leonard Nimoy? Spock. Spock, yes. Dr. Spock. Oh, he was a fiend. He was a big, yeah. He uh, he probably drank that Vulcan juice. Best known for doing his role Mr. Spock from Star Trek. Unfortunately, success led him to drink what Nimov called uh, unwinding. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> he called it unwinding. That's a good one. Yep. Betty Ford. I had no idea the Betty Ford Clinic was actually named. I knew it was named yeah, after yeah. Betty Ford. I didn't know she was. It was uh, um, Jim President Ford's wife. Oh, uh, yeah. She was writing big feminist mover, massive booze. did most of while she was smashed. Variety, but she still she battled along with the addiction to alcohol and painkillers. After a 1978 intervention, she went to treatment, going on to establish the Betty Ford Clinic. There you go. That's the way to achieve. Yeah. Buzz Aldrin, the astronaut. Yeah, I think they. That's uh... a bit of sport. <laughs> Not really. Flying to the moon's no mean feat. Yeah. Shambles, absolute shambles. Uh, upon his return to Earth with seemingly little left to accomplish in life, his life deteriorated, and the weight of depression and alcoholism in his marriage fell apart, and he withdrew from friends and family. He recounted the experience in his 2009 memoir, Magnificent Desolation, The Long Journey Home from the Moon. I wonder if he... He never really excelled then while being a disaster. Fair enough. Ernest Hemingway, not a sportsman. No. He did a bit of boxing, and he, he also played pelota. He did. He didn't he live in on the Keys down in the south of Florida? He did a bit of that yeah. for a while. About Spain, he was a big run to but Spain. Pelota, yeah, he was. Uh, he loved his Pelota, allegedly. His famous quote: "A man didn't does your, not." Didn't your mother tell not, you that? What? 
about Ernest Hemingway. Ah, uh, well, I knew he was a. He's written books based in the Spanish Civil War oh, okay, and stuff like that. Go. Sorry, over. But uh, she told me he played Pelota. I said there you didn't go. know that. Yeah. He says a man does not exist until he is drunk. How about Ooh, that? Okay. What do you think yeah. about that? Yep, yeah, nice. And to finish off the list, we've got Samuel L. Jackson. Really? Yeah. Is that widely known? No, I didn't think so. He appeared in over 100 films and is currently the second highest gross actor of all time. During most of his early life as a stage actor, he was under the influence of drugs and alcohol. His first role upon completing rehab was as a cocaine addict in <laughs> Jungle Fever. <laughs> Brilliant. The film that launched his cinematic oh, career. Nice. So there we go. Did That's he... how thin we're running on Greatest Sporting Benders at this point in I time. I think you have to pull your finger out next week. Now we're on Black Sheep Radio. Right, that was uh, proper research. That was an hour of research trying to find That's that. That's an hour of research. Yeah, trying to find that rubbish. You've got all week. You've got a week to find some... Sp- <laughs> all week between training... Sporting Between training, benders. playing gigs, mate, all my boozing I've got to do. <laughs> yeah. In fact, I should be the one just talking about myself and what I do every weekend. <laughs> There's the greatest sporting bender oh. of all time. Anyway, let's do this. Even This segment of the show, we don't do it too often, but this is dedicated to, if you want to make a New Year's resolution and convince yourself that you want to be a world champion, doesn't matter in what sport, you just think, I'm going to do it. This year is my year to become world champion. This is one you're doing. I'm not sure I will, because basically, one, it's in Texas. Right. Two, I didn't even know it existed till yesterday. Okay. And three, it's pretty dangerous. (laughs) I'm sensing something to do with bulls. No. It's the World Rattlesnake Racing Championships. Oh, right, right. It's in um, San Patricio in Texas, which is near Corpus Christi. And you can imagine, if it's near Corpus Christi, but not in Corpus Christi, it's going to be backwater city, Texas. Very rough. It's it actually happens not this weekend the weekend following March seventeenth and eighteenth there is a rule actually on the promotional poster no ice chests or pets and no guns no, that's an actual no ice chests like eskies chullabins right. for you you can't bring your pets to the uh, okay. world rattlesnake chasing champ- uh, racing championships and you can't bring your gun right there's lots of other stuff happening like a boot what? race why no ice chest so people don't uh, get smashed yeah on- probably right and fall asleep and the rattlesnakes mm. chasing them down and they get okay. bitten so this is the 46 annual world rattlesnake now, I chasing just, I just championships i want to clear something up first yep. did, did snakes race each other or do humans race against the snakes okay. or do they they chase the snakes and try and catch them no they actually put them in a starting box they have a lane there's no With like perspex glass or something on the side no what yeah how do you know which direction they're gonna go you actually walk behind the snake. They actually give you a bit of a stick, and there is handlers out there to make sure the snakes stay in their lane. This is no joke, people. This is a, this is, is genuinely first of April. No, no, seventeenth uh, of March, Texas. This is Texas, Rob. St. Patrick's Day. It's a. Uh, this is no joke. They put them in a box. When the gun goes off. They take the box away. Yeah, well, and the snakes like jump out like a like a dog race. Well, they kind of just lie there, to be honest. Yeah, um, well, and then you get a stick. I'm not making this up, people. I am not making this up. You get a stick, and they prod the snake to to slither away from them as straight as they can. 
It's about 50 metres long, this track. And it's up to the person with the stick to prod their own snake to make it go fast. Yeah. And it's a time trial. It's a race. It's a 50 metre race. So, but there's... There's several snakes at once. Yeah. What is... I, I know. This is rubbish. This is madness. <laughs> is there footage, video footage of this? Yeah. This is the 46th edition <laughs> of the World Rattlesnake Racing Championships. But they've had their fangs cut out and they can't bite people or something like that. I don't you, think you can't, they have. You can't, there's no way. You but in Texas, that's why they wear cowboy boots, Rob. Oh, but just, but I don't think rattlesnakes jump up and get you like a cobra. Well, I don't, you, don't, well I, you don't know that for sure. I don't know that for sure. No, you just make in that right f- up. In fact, I don't even know which end of the rattlesnake's poisonous. Goddamn rattlers. So if you're in San Patricio, Texas next weekend... Well, so you this could is one be- you're recommending as a nice easy one for people to become a world champion. You could become world champion just by yeah. grabbing a stick and a rattlesnake, yeah. giving it a bit of a prod... Yeah. And letting it slither 50 metres. Yeah. And, and you uh, could become world yeah. champion. This is uh, really, really enticing, I tell you. Gosh, I, I mean, I couldn't wait to be involved in that. Got Admission is only that. $8, Rob. <laughs> That's it. Surely they have to pay people to go in that. Do you know what? This is the only place on earth where you can actually race a rattlesnake. I'm happy to not be rattle. I, snake how racing how good champion. would it if a rattlesnake went rogue? And just, it, like, it as soon as they... Does. Yeah, it probably has. Why, You're why, right. why would they all go in the same direction? I don't know. Perhaps they're docile. Perhaps they really are docile. That's probably why they do it this time of year, March. It's still kind of coming into spring in Texas, so perhaps they're not utterly, lightning fast. Utterly, utterly mental. World Rattlesnake Racing Champion. You could be world champion. <laughs> it's how funny is that? It's brilliant, isn't it? Oh, it's a new one. I only found. I only found that out yesterday. You told, me, you told me that. You told me that, and you seem very it's genuinely excited about it. We're going to go there. We're right. going to do it. I look forward to it. So when we do 365... I don't look forward to it, actually. I'm going to keep my distance. <laughs> I'm going to keep my distance well and truly. I probably won't even get out of the car. <laughs> uh, anyway. You take the good, you take the bad, you take them both, and there you have the facts of life. The facts of life. There's a time you got to go and show you grow, and now you know about the facts of life. The facts of life. When the world never seems... So, facts of lifetime. Yep. I alluded to this earlier. 20 years ago today, a film got released. Probably what, the best what? sports film of all time. And not Major League. 1998. Or The Great Escape. What came out? Did I mention this? Did I mention the film earlier, did I? Or you know you said we were talking about the greatest sports film. Yeah. 1998. 1997. 97. 98. Yeah, about that. It was today. Uh, can you give me an actor? John Goodman. Uh, is it the Babe Ruth one? No. Nope. What else is here? A bit better than that. Jeff Bridges. Jeff Bridges, John Goodman. Oh, it's coming. Come on. It's not Major League. No. no that's Although a, that's a bloody good that film, the first one. That was than that. Ten so, pin bowling, Rob. Ten pin bowling. Oh, The Big Lebowski. The Big Lebowski. That's not a sports film. It's about Tempin Bowling. It's not about Tempin Bowling it is. at all. It's about them trying to sort of, <laughs> the dude trying to sort of stuff shit out. The dude, man, yeah. yeah. Anyway, yeah, so that came out 20 years ago today. I was going to go for Kingpin. That's a Tempin Bowling movie. That is. Bill Murray's brilliant in that. <laughs> Very good. So that came out 20 years ago today. When that film came out and I showed it to my flatmates, yep. we just started drinking White Russians flat out. Vodka, Kahlua, milk? No? Not interested? Yeah, White Russians. I, I don't drink. I'm not, I've given that away. But it was quite a novelty. Yeah, it was. We didn't think they actually existed. They thought it was just part of the movie, but no. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to, I play, I used to play cricket with a mate up in Queensland. Peter Dick, he was called. 
He used to go and play poker at the Treasury Casino, mm. and he used to drink White Russians all night. Yeah. They're, they're the Mental. go-to, in fact, when you're in big, big trouble, if you're struggling and you've got nothing left, that's the go-to drink. I'm telling you. You just, you're just going to nod your head. Well, I've agree. never. I, I'm going to be honest with you. I've never had one. I don't think. Oh, it's a pleasure. Is it? it really is. Oh. Yeah. How many shots in a white Russian? Because there's black Russians Two. as well, isn't there? Two. The only difference is black as has coke. Okay, there you go. So there's that, and he says always say, "Hey, take it easy, man." <laughs> that was his other great quote or great catchphrase. And also, the major thing I loved about that film was his hate of the Eagles. Yeah, true. And he loved Super Bowl champions. So for ever since I've, I, I still don't like the Eagles, and not just because of that movie. I just, really? I just already disliked the Eagles. Okay. And I was on board, and I love Credence. You can't dislike the Eagles now because they beat Tom Brady and the Patriots in the Super Bowl. That's the best thing that could happen. Right. The uh, so that's the they should redeem themselves because Good. of that. Um, I'll just let you know as well that March is cheerleading safety month. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Yeah, I, was, just I, in I case. thought they needed a month for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just an awareness thing. Well, we've been to the cheerleading as well, of course. We did go to the cheerleading. Yeah. We Not safe, well, we so went... it's good to be aware of how safe it, you know. We went to Tempin Bowling as well, the Women's World we Championship team event. In the uh, Americans Abu beat, Dhabi. beat uh, Korea in the final. Yeah. What a yeah. match that was. Big, uh, Big Kim Jong-un was at the back... Uh, Willing his team on, he said, if you lose... uh, South Korea, I think you'll find. Yeah, well, they're all one now. No, they're not. They're going to sit down. Uh, Didn't you read this today? They're going to sit down and have dinner. They're going to have dinner and that's it. Apparently so. Well, that's, you know, dinner's the first date. How are they going to do that? But how... Because they're not going to worship Kim Jong-un. They're going to know that everyone's going to have to be not mental anymore. It's going to be an even split. I think he's going to woo them in, and then as soon as they open the gates... Dennis Rodman's going to come out. He's going to come out. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Um, March 9, this is unbelievable, is Panic Day, where you're allowed to get panicked for one day only. But it's also Get Over It Day as well. Panic Day, Get Over It Day. Yeah, so where you just oh, get over so, it. So, well, that's... Uh, They're on the same day. Yeah. How does that work? I think it works well, because all the hypochondriacs get told to just piss off. <laughs> yeah, they, they, think, they think they're going to come out in force and then there's a whole people that's telling them just take it easy, man. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. It really doesn't make any sense. There you go. It's like the dude, who's someone who's over the top and mental, oversensitive in real life? Oh, David Warner. Okay. <laughs> David Warner being schooled by the dude. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. That's what this After the shenanigans about. in Durban this week. Well, I don't know, what, happened, what did Quinn de Kock actually say to him to fire him up that much? I think it's just... Tip so tat and then wanted just... It was a bit of... Oh, Sonny Bill Williams. Oh, Sonny... I don't know if he sung it to him. Right. But that was along those lines, apparently. Did they have history, did they? Sonny Bill Williams with Dave David Warner's wife? wife? Yeah. Yes. Okay, I didn't know that. Before they were married, I assume. Well, if it was during their marriage, I think they probably wouldn't be together anymore. Sure. Yeah. Right, right, right. Okay. She denies that, by the way, even though there's video footage. It's not what really happens, it's just what people think. True. Perception is reality, Rob. Oh, That's God, right. Don't pull out the perception is reality. All right. So what do you got? Uh, How's training looking for the rest of the okay, week? Okay. So weekend? I was going to go for this afternoon, but then I didn't because okay. I, I was researching. Um, that took minutes. And video editing. Tomorrow's boxing. Friday, I'll do a mile Friday. Yep. Yeah, I'll do stuff. Pro- I'll probably gonna do Friday, Saturday, Monday, I think. Okay, cool. But no, I, I do. I need a proper weekend off the booze. Body's body's the same. Just back it off, old fella. You've been a bit uh, hard at it of late. Uh, if I, I think if I rest and rejuvenate, get the liver back intact at full capacity. Yeah. And then make a big charge in the last in those first two weeks of April. You're gonna have really. to get some stubbies, fill them with water, and I'm thinking practice soda chugging. water. Soda water is a good call. Yeah, I have to say that Furfy Bear 
that almost made me throw up. Yeah. Every time I think of how that tasted and then felt, I almost throw up. Not good for the furfies. Nah. Well, I hope you enjoyed the first show on Black Sheep Radio. We've got to thank Masita for sticking by us through thick and thin. They're the best sportswear mm. in Australia. If uh, they do soccer gear, basketball gear, rugby gear, AFL gear, any ball sport you like, they are the best, the cheapest, but the best quality you can possibly get. If your club want to get Masita gear, they'll even throw you in some sponsorship dollars as well. Ring them up, 1-300-MASITA or masita.com.au. Tell them Beefy and Rob sent you. So that's all we got time for on 365 Days of Sport. We'll see you next week.